This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. And there's a lot to talk about, a lot to dish. Okay, so first of all, I want to know how much attention people are paying to the Harry and Meghan saga now that his book is out and has had record sales. And, you know, there was a big conversation beforehand saying, has too much been leaked? Will people still want to buy the book after all the juicy stuff came out beforehand? Well, it seems like the answer is yes. I'm not sure I totally understand why, but I'd like to know from you. So, uh, have you been following the whole thing? I mean, it's pretty juicy. You know, I think I've said before, I'm really not that interested in the Royals one way or another, but it's pretty juicy. So I will follow it as well. Uh, but I don't think I'd go as far as buying or reading the book. I think I know enough. And at a certain point, I think, you know what? Enough's enough. And in general, you know, I, I kind of blister when I see people who are very privileged and not just a royal, but say sports stars who do a lot of public uh, whining and complaining, woe is me and I'm a victim. Because I think, you know, when, when you aspire to certain things, and well, Harry was just born into it, uh, he said, uh, you know, there's, there's a price for everything. And I think that uh, people who are really, really privileged, you know, should have a little bit of a sense of that. And I think in the case of Harry and Meghan, boy, uh, I'm not sure that they do, though I'm sure, yes, I mean, uh, I'm sure she she was subjected to racism. I'm sure there probably were uh uh, extremists who made threats on her life. I'm sure that she was very upset about the whole thing. But is this the correct response? I mean, they're certainly making a fortune from it. So if they were worried about money because they uh, stopped getting the royal stipend, well, they don't really have to worry about it anymore. The numbers to call 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 740. Bunch of other things. Now, yesterday afternoon after the show, did you pay any attention to those emergency uh, parliamentary committee meetings on the chaos in our airports, the chaos in travel? And the transport minister testifying, I mean, seriously, he said he is on it. The government is doing its part. It's not hiding. I mean, as of December 19th, there were Canadians stuck in Mexico 
sleeping on floors in airports and he didn't even pick up the phone to the CEO until January the 5th. I mean, really? Okay, let's get right to the phones. We'll begin with John in Toronto. Hi, Libby. Hi, John. Go ahead. Okay, so I called your show about four weeks ago, and I mentioned the following. Nothing was done about it. I called, I called, um, I called TTC. I call them every week, or sorry, every month uh, for the past three years. And now because it's a political trend, um, they want to appear as if they're doing something, but still doing nothing. And I think it's because out of chaos comes order, and the more mess that they allow to happen, it gives them more power because the powers that be during budget meeting time think money is a solution to everything, when in reality, if they were to fire the right people, they could take the money and savings into the thousands and hire people who care, like myself, to do the right thing the right way and hire competent people. There are people smoking drugs cigarettes and beer at my station. I told a token collector, they shrug their shoulders and tell me many a times, who cares? I don't care. Or leave them alone. I said, leave them alone. Whatever happened to your see something, say something. These characters, they, they're, they're uh, starting fights with people, start threatening to shoot people, kick them down the, down the escalator. There's a bullet hole in the glass at Eglinton Station. If you look up at the exit about uh, eight meters above the, uh, four meters above the door, you'll see it, but you might have to go up the escalator, second escalator to see it, near the TVO building. Um, there's people dumping garbage and dirty underwear in front of the map there. I call 393 They say, who, they say, leave them alone. They're innocent. I go, what makes you think that they're innocent? They try and get snooty. They go, do you know them? I go, actually, since I was seven, some of them are people who did drugs since I was seven years old in my old building before I moved up here. They're not innocent. They're pimps. They're car thieves. They're criminals. They rob people. They don't know that I literally live here and I see everything. And I've seen it for years and years. And Okay, John, thanks for that. And uh, John certainly has some points. I've seen some very disturbing things uh, kind of in those ante rooms to green pea parking places that made me feel unsafe. Uh, I don't think you can make uh, the kind of blanket comments that John was making towards the end there, uh, you know, saying whatever he was saying about them, accusing them of certain things. But it's true. Uh, in those spaces uh, and in some encampments, there are situations that make it very threatening and make it unsafe for a lot of people who are trying to use those public spaces. Okay. Uh couple of other things that we're looking at this week. Uh, I got a big response when we talked about food waste. So uh, if you want to talk about that and what, if anything, you are doing to stop food waste, give us a shout on that. And uh, I mentioned these transportation hearings. You know, I was gobsmacked again by the transportation minister saying, we're not hiding, we are on it. And uh, he didn't even bother to pick up the phone for two weeks after the chaos started. And the other thing, you know, at least Sunwing sent its chief executive. The rest of the airlines, well, they sent functionaries, you know, and and uh, Algavra denies that these executives are treated with kid gloves. And I think the same goes for grocery executives. 
they don't even have enough respect for our politicians and our parliament to show up. So don't say they haven't been treated with kid gloves because they can just thumb their nose to anyone, at least in the United States. And I don't think there are necessarily better consumer protections there, at least in the United States. If you get told to appear before Congress, they go. Anyway, uh, let us get back to the phones. We've got Brad and Don Mills. Hi, Brad. Good afternoon. Uh, I um, I want to tell you first off that your program is very interesting and informative. Thank you. And uh, your radio station is outstanding. It's Thank very, you. Very good. Um, I have um, two items that I uh, perhaps you may wish to comment further upon. One is the declaration of the vacant home tax property status. And um, I think this is simply a money-grabbing scheme. Um, I mean, as long as uh, we're not doing anything uh, illegal or moral or detrimental to others, I don't see why anybody should care how many months per year that we're residing there. Um, the other point I have uh, to mention is that I believe, I believe you mentioned yesterday that the city councillors have uh, granted themselves uh, a pay increase of 6.7%. If that is true then I think that's totally irresponsible and outrageous. You know, I I think it, it may have been an automatic thing. That's about the rate of inflation, and I think their salaries are indexed. And as I said, you know, good on John Tory. He is donating his increase back to the city. Uh, I doubt that there are very many others who are doing that. And, uh, you know, not everybody's as wealthy as John Tory. But, uh, yeah, and... Um, some of the public servants that work for the city, well, they're under collective agreements and they're getting much less than that. And the rest of us, you know, or the rest of a lot of people out in the general public, they're not getting increases the size of, of inflation. So, uh, yeah, the, that's a good point. And when you're cutting back all kinds of things, it's not a good look. But you know, I'm trying to uh, scratch my head and remember when politicians worried about this, and it's pretty rare, Brad. Thank you very much for your call. Okay, let us go to Simone in Parkdale. Hi there. Hi, go ahead. You want to talk about Harry? Oh, my God, yes. I won't buy the book, that's for sure. I think it's all gods of a lot of it. I think that um, he's got some serious issues, and uh, I see Megan's uh, uh, DNA all over this. Uh, I think that there's an undertone of vindictiveness in her part, which I sensed on the Oprah Winfrey show. I know that one time she put her, uh, he went to say something on, the, on that show, and he, she put her hand over his. She stopped right away, and she continued the conversation. Uh, and the fact that he said he shot 24 or 25 people in, at war, uh, I think that's a very bad uh, um, uh, thing to do. He was criticized for that. He, he seems to not have any much common sense. And they've lost some contracts with Netflix, I think. So I think that perhaps um, they need money. Okay, well, uh, they've certainly got lots of money from that. Simone, thanks for your call. And, uh, you know, when Simone says he doesn't have common sense, I mean, he grew up in a very unusual way, not like the rest of us. And I think that's part of why people are so curious. And I, I really still, I have to say, I don't know that I get the fascination that much. There are celebrities 
I mean, again, so tell me, Harry and Megan, are you paying attention? Have you heard enough? Uh, I was talking to Jane Brown this morning, and she said she's reading the book and she is finding it interesting, and and it ha- and it adds to whatever she finds interesting there. Uh, but you know, I don't think I'd be reading the book. So let me know. Uh, and you know, obviously, they made a lot of money from this. He's, quote, speaking his truth. And the other thing is, he says he wants to reconcile with his father and his brother. Boy, uh, I don't think that putting all of this stuff in a book is going to make that easier. So again, people, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 744-740. There is really a lot to talk about today. There's Harry and Megan in the book. There is those committee hearings, uh, the emergency committee session yesterday on the chaos in travel. And maybe people, you know, a lot of people want to resume traveling again, but is this putting a a damper on your plans? You know, when you think about it, there's a high chance that if if you want to go somewhere, it might turn into a very unpleasurable nightmare. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Tony in Toronto. Hi, Tony. Hello, uh, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, There's a problem on our city streets that uh, it keeps bothering me, especially when I drive at night. You have these uh, people driving around with um with uh, high beam lights the high beams on and even fog lights even uh during the day some of them has got it on and um i'm a driver i wear bifocals and when those lights uh, get into my eye uh i sometimes have to uh, you know hit the brake and slow down because it bothers me um it's a law on the books, as far as I know. I, I spoke to a couple of officers, and they told me it is a law. One of them says he agrees with me, and he says when he sees that, he pulled them over and he ticketed them. Because, um, and I heard somewhere uh, a few years ago that they were going to enforce the law, but it never been enforced. And this particular uh, officer that says he usually ticket people. Um, he said to me, he says, I don't know why my colleagues don't enforce the law, because it's dangerous. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, sometimes I wonder even, are they high beams, or is it just with some of these huge vehicles that people drive? So I'm in a little car, and then somebody is ab- above me in some kind of uh van or SUV or or F-150, and just the way the lights are, and it's such a big vehicle, I'm, I I mean, I don't know. I wonder if, if, it, if it's just the angle and the intensity on the regular light. But you are right. You're not supposed to use your high beams, except in certain circumstances, and you're right. I mean, there's a ton of things that, that uh, cops do not enforce. And, uh, yeah, that uh, we see the results. Thanks very much for your call, Tony. And uh, 
I'm looking at the clock. We've got to take our first break. Let me give the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we will have more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. The phone lines are filled up, and I'm going to get right to them, starting with Eileen in Newcastle. Hello, Eileen. Oh, hello, uh, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Um, uh, I'm a bit cross of myself with actually giving him airtime. That's uh, Prince Harry. You know, he left the family. Nobody threw him out. He left of his own accord. And he left the country and came across to Canada for a while, or his wife did. And now they're making a home in Hollywood. I don't know, maybe Hollywood's not all it's cracked up to be after all, but I think he should just carry on. He's got a wife and two children, and he has other things he can be doing, and just get on with it, you know? And he's talking about take back or something, something to do with taking back. Well, if anybody's going to take back, it's the king will take Harry back into the fold. But, but he left. Uh, so I don't know how uh, I don't know. Have you anyway. followed? Have you followed all the uh, salacious revelations? No, I, ha- I haven't read the book. I haven't got, bought the book. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to give him the money to buy. You know, right? I object but to um, putting money in his pocket. Have you but, have you followed all the interviews and the the newspaper yeah, stories? Yeah, and, and I'm, I was in England last year. You know, and I know the British press can be pretty lethal. But um, either way. He's left, you know, he walked away, which is not, he's not the first person to walk away from the royal family or from any family. Just get on with your life. You have a good life here. You're making other money elsewhere. He's making plenty of money money on this, boy. Pardon? I said he's making plenty of money on this. They won't ever have to work, uh, though I'm not sure that's a a good thing for people who are quite young. Anyway, Eileen, thanks for your call. Uh, Let me give the numbers again. If anybody else wants to weigh in on Harry and Meghan or a bunch of other things, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And people, a little bit of patience, I will give get to your calls. So just hang on for a few minutes and let us go to Arlene and Lindsay. Hello, Arlene. Hi, Libby. How are you doing, hon? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Snowed in, but other than that, we're, we're functioning. Anyways, I'd like to talk about travel. Mm-hmm. When I go to take a trip, I go to a travel agency and I book the trip through the travel agency, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm responsible for everything that's involved to take the trip. So the last person that I would even think of contacting, unless I was in a country where I needed an embassy or whatever, which I wouldn't go to anyways, 
why is the government involved in all this? Like, to me, it's a business. It's like going to the Bay and buying a dress. I'm responsible for the dress and how it fits, et cetera, et cetera. Well, no, and the Bay is. an issue, then back it goes. Funny you, you should mention the Bay, because I just ordered something from the Bay online. And this is not for the first time. I think this is the second time I bought something there, and it arrives with a security tag on it, so I have to make an extra trip to the Bay. And the same thing happened the last time I bought something at the Bay. The government is my point on this. Right, but it is, it's, it's a different thing. So first of all, the government is in charge of airspace. The airlines, uh, notably Air Canada, has had huge bailouts of government money. Uh, some of these, like Via Rail is Crown Corporation. Uh, it, it, the government is very involved and they would not be able to be involved without the government. Furthermore, uh, the only way the, the complaints process, right? The government came out with this passenger bill of rights. The complaints process involves first going to the transportation agency, which is backed up to the tune of 33,000. And even in the United States, the laissez-faire air, air travel is regulated to a certain extent. And it's you and I, of course, that are paying for it. So. Uh, I have to disagree with you there. It is the government's place to keep an eye on it. And, you know, especially when you've got Canadians stranded, sometimes without medication, without diapers. I mean, this is uh, this is a bad situation. Arlie? It is, but I'm just saying, for me, myself, I, I don't think that would be the last one that I would contact is the government on that. Um, the government just seems to be like doing so much and they're not doing a good job on anything. Okay, well, that's, you know, what I've seen. That is a whole other issue. I know. Of government <laughs> not anyway, being you have able. a good day, hon, and it's always good talking to you. Thank you, Arlene. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. Uh, government, and this is at several levels, does not seem to be able to deliver basic services, though I disagree uh, with Arlene that the government is the last place to look at. You're not going to call the government when you're stuck uh, in an airport in Mexico. Uh, that's not the time for that, but but these the, you know the airlines shouldn't be licensed if they're going to leave you there for two weeks, and the transport minister shouldn't wait two weeks. I mean, he was probably on holiday or something to call and to try to figure out what the heck is going on. Okay, Sherry and Mississauga, you want to talk about Harry and Megan? Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Happy 2023. Thank you. You too. <laughs> um, you know, I was just extremely disappointed with seeing some of the um, TV interviews that uh, Harry has been on. I was very disappointed with the one that they had with Oprah as well. I don't understand anyone's needing, especially Harry's and his position to air their their family, their dirty laundry, call it whatever you want, on you know, global national TV, you know, this is stuff that I think every family at some point goes through, you know, he says, my brother pushed me or we had an argument. I think my, the only thing that comes to my mind is, so what? So what, Harry? Like, wh- why do you feel the need you have to tell all this, the silliness and this sympathy train that I think he was going, he was trying to, to get from the world by doing all this has backfired on him terribly. And some of the things that were said during the Oprah show I believe Megan had mentioned something about the family questioning the color of the child. You know, Harry's pulling back on that. 
you know, I find that being very manipulative from her. I've been left with just such a sour taste in my mouth with both of them and just not understanding their need other than for money, as everyone is saying the same thing, why they would they would need to do this. And if they think that their their his family is going to welcome them back, I mean, what is Camilla thinking now based on the stuff that he has said about oh, her? Oh, she's the evil one. She's she, evil. And this is his father's love of his life. Well, and so, exactly. And and it's, uh, it's interesting to me that uh, Harry uh, is very, I would say, protective of Megan, uh, though I think she's the one in charge there. For but, sure. But uh, does he think... That I mean, if his father or his brother, when his he said his brother started trashing his his intended Megan, he really pushed back. Like, how does he think his father is going to react to this with Camilla now that she's finally uh, accepted by most of the family? I mean, duh. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the sad thing is one day he will regret this. You know, he's young today. He's 35. I'm not exactly sure his age. One day he will regret this. One day he will need his family. And, you know, he hasn't thought about that 10 years out, 15, 20 years out. And, you know, Libby, something that I do want to say really quickly is I loved Diana, Princess Diana. I think, you know, I share that with many people in this world. What I didn't love about Diana is her need to do exactly what Harry has done and go on national global television, whatever the word is, to air her problems within her marriage. Well, there's three of us in our marriage. Well, there's out of people's marriage and sometimes worse. And I'll never understand why she needed to do that as well and what she gained from that. And only for her children now to hear that video and her grandchildren one day and her great-grandchildren. What is the point of all this? And now Harry's repeating it in her footsteps with him and Megan. So, you know, it's just, I guess history repeats itself and it's too bad that they're on this. I think someone called it a trashing tour and I thought that was a well-worded yep. description. Uh, did you buy the book? I did not, and I did not. <laughs> okay, well, at least that, Sherry. Thank you for your call. You know, and it, it, it's interesting. One of the revelations that shocked me was this bit about uh, the physical fight between him and William. And I was talking to a friend of mine who has five children, two of them boys, and she said, uh, there have been instances when when her boys, who are close in age, have, have gotten to fix fisticuffs, and she kind of shrugged her shoulders. So uh, that was a, a shock to me, but I don't know. I guess it happens. And, uh, yeah, I don't know um, by revealing that, uh, is that going to help him get back and reconciled with his family? Uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'm sure that uh, we'll all be following that with bated breath. Okay, let us go to, ah, Ron in Guelph has an answer to this high beams thing. Hi, Ron. Hello, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Well, the initial reason I was calling in was about this whole business about housing on the green belt. I'll make a real quick comment. Who's going to be buying these houses in the green belt? They're not low-income housing, so who's going to be buying them? That's Rich my people. Question. Rich people is exactly. the answer. Well, there, there's your answer. I don't need to say any more about that. The answer about the headlights is the fact that all the new vehicles sold now have got LED headlights, which are brighter than the older days, the older headlights they used to have. So um, these days, in driving around the city, 
isn't that much of an issue because you've got streetlights to diffuse the light from the LEDs, right? Yeah, uh, I, you know, I... I mentioned that issue that I sometimes have is that when I, I'm blasted with these very strong lights that are that are shining down on me because I'm not in a gargantuan SUV, well, that can I be understand. a bit of a problem. Well, I understand that. You get some of these trucks that are sitting up so high. Um, but here's what we were always taught. Here's an answer to that. It's more critical if you're driving on a two-lane road or somewhere where these things are almost blinding you. We were told, this is what they call deer-in-the-headlights syndrome, which is why you tend to focus. Whereas I taught my son the same thing. If you just lightly aim your vision towards the right side or the shoulder of the road, you won't be have the deer-in-the-headlights. You won't be um, focusing right on the headlights. Okay, Ron, that's good advice. Thank you for that. Okay. Once again, the numbers four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And let's go to Alda in Toronto. Hello, Alda. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are um, you? I'm I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I just want to um, talk about the the property tax for go, uh, go ahead. Toronto. It's uh, a five point five that is going up, but um, so the mayor keeps saying that it's under inflation. And yes, it is. It's 6.5 is the inflation rate. But, and we're going to pay 5.5. But people are forgetting that we got to pay 1.5 for this building fund that they put in the last two years. So that totals up to 7%. So it's even, the, six, the inflation rate is 6.5. We're going to pay 7%. The 7% is a lot more than the inflation rate. Just want people to know that. And they never report. He never talks about it on TV. He just says it's we're going to put the the inflation. Uh, we're going to put the taxes up uh, uh, under the inflation rate. Yes, but he doesn't say. Well, you got to pay one point five two. I just want people to know you shouldn't be doing this at this time, especially with people with the mortgage rates with uh, people having trouble, um, you know, buying high groceries, uh, I think it's terrible. Okay. But, but I just want people to know 7.7% oh, they're going to be paying on their property tax. Okay. It's the the math. Your math is a little bit off, Alda, but you make a good point. And we have been reporting all along that there is the one and a half percent increase on the building fund plus a three percent increase in fees. But you can't add it and say it becomes a seven percent increase of your on your property tax because those are much smaller numbers. So the five point five percent, the average property tax. I forget the exact number is about thirty five hundred bucks. So it's five point five percent of that. But uh, the one and a half percent increase on the building fund is one and a half percent of a much smaller number. And the same thing with the fees. So I have not calculated the exact percentage, but it's not a seven percent increase on your tax on your property tax because that would be a bigger number. Uh, if somebody is out there, I know we have accountants who listen and who wants to figure it out exactly. I'd love to hear from you. But uh, again, the the point of it is that we have all these 
extra things and fees and funds so that the politicians can say, hey, we're keeping this under the rate of inflation, which is not exactly true. And at the same time, they are all getting increases, salary increases at the real rate of inflation. <sighs> the numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-740. Forty, and let's go to Bo in Etobicoke. Hi, Bo. Hi, Levy. Go ahead. Sorry, I just got Hi, Levy. Go ahead. You're on the air. All right. Yes, uh, I just want to mention uh, regarding the long-term, uh, long-term uh, homes uh, during the pandemic. Yes. I understand there is uh, some kind of a lawsuit going on against the government, and the leader leader is denying it. And I know for a fact they didn't do. They didn't do nothing in a first period. Right. From March, from March to December, when they were waiting for the second wave, he didn't do nothing. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy cannot stop lying mm. and denying the truth. The worst premier we ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, think that. A lot of people like him as well. But yeah, and yesterday, oh. yesterday uh, we yeah. did this story where the government is going to appeal uh, a judge's right. ruling that class some class action suits can go ahead yeah, against the government. Yeah. 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 So and another. Go ahead. So, sorry, let me interrupt. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, another thing, uh, just want to say is also about the taxes, uh, the the city government and the mayor. I mean, this guy is uh, so hungry of power. You know, he's so hungry for power. It's not even. It's not even funny. Oh, I now the the one thing I will say about the property taxes yeah. is that the high property taxes are first of all there really is inflation as we know, but also that. it's yes. a problem from the province because. The province just uh, made it a lot cheaper for developers to develop, and the cities count on development fees. I think it was something in Toronto was something like two hundred million dollars a year. Well, uh, they're not getting that money now because Doug Ford decided that the cities shouldn't get it; that he should make it easier for developers to develop, and the cities got to get some money somewhere to deliver some basic services. Now you can argue with what they're doing with the money. And a lot of people are, but Toronto and other municipalities are going to have to have property tax hikes on the same order, unless something drastic happens to cover that shortfall. Also, Toronto got a huge amount from land transfer tax, especially when the real estate market was in, you know, crazy. And now it's slowing down. I understand that, and, and and now he wants to develop the land. He wants to give it to the to the developers the land. There's a green land. Yeah, I mean, I mean this guy, they came when they were they, when they were doing uh, the second time uh, for twenty 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 two for the for reelection. So they're sending the people canvassing. So I told them, you know, told them like I would ne- I voted originally for him. I would never vote for him. He doesn't have enough money to pay m- to buy my vote. Okay, well, and we hope that nobody can of, buy your vote. You tell Ford where I leave, come on down, I'll tell him his face. Okay, thank you, Bo, for that. Okay, it is time for our 
next break. Our last break in the show, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll have more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. I am going to get right to the phones. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. Great show. Thank you. Go ahead. Such hot topics. I feel warm in here. Okay. (laughs) So never go shopping. on an empty stomach because you will buy more and waste more money and food. And talking about wasting food, I was shocked to see a donut on my window ledge bought, brought there by a an, an squirrel. <laughs> and and wedding, um, any venues, they should be given host a choice, any, a choice, any to any leftovers. Like we, as brothers and sisters, when we have functions, we give our guests a container and please take whatever you want. Uh, they give it to their staff. It's it's illegal now. I didn't even know this because I remember way back when, when Second Harvest started, that was that was what they did. They'd collect leftover food from a wedding or a function and they'd give it to a place that needed it. But no, that's kind of illegal now. Uh, so... Uh, is ca- the catering places are left like they can offer it to their staff, uh, but I think probably not to the guests because there's probably some liability. Yeah, uh, but but at home, you can do what you want. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, but the person who is hosting it, why not offering it to that person? That person paid for that food. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, that's possible, but yes, you're right. And uh, it was the other interesting thing that we heard from Rose Reisman was uh, that because I was saying I, w- I was at a wedding recently and there was so much food, I felt terrible because by the time we got to the main course, I couldn't touch it and it, it looked beautiful, but. Um, she said that that a lot of caterers will even pad what the what the host orders because it looks bad on them if they run out of food. I mean, I remember I remember a few instances where people ran out of food and it was yeah. not good. But having vast amounts of leftovers that go to waste, well, that's not good either. Last year, my son got married, and we gave containers to our guests as they're leaving and said, please help yourself to the cake because the cake sits there and just go to waste. Uh, Yeah. Well, and I guess maybe that's okay with cake. Um, Yeah. And one of the things that I was reading about suggestions for the year is if you're having people over for dinner, tell your people to bring uh, containers with them. In case they don't finish their meal, they can take it home as opposed to you having to throw it out. And the same as restaurants. You go to a restaurant. Don't be shy to ask for a container. Oh, people do. That, that, I think that people do. I know that we certainly do that. Yes. 
And then you have to get around to eating it. That's the other thing. <laughs> you will be hungry a couple of hours later, especially with Chinese food. <laughs> okay. Thank you very anyway, much, Sita. Take care. Have a good weekend. Okay. Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. Um, you're on the air. Yeah. So he, these tax increases that are going on, I'll, I'll give you Bill's perspective. <laughs> okay, sure. That's what we're looking for. Go so ahead. I've got a park across the street from me, and there's many baseball diamonds in it, and there's a, a, a rookie diamond, they call it. It's for six-year-old kids. The thing was in perfect shape. It's just been torn down, and they started to rebuild it back, and it's going to be built back bigger and better than it ever was. The other thing down there is to have a kid's playground. Kid's playground is absolutely perfectly fine. It's plastic and metal, and it's all safe. It's well-maintained. They're tearing it down. They've got billboards up everywhere. They've got surveys on the city of Toronto. How Tell us what you want, what you need, whatever. You know, when people are having trouble paying their mortgage, buying groceries, and the city's upping their taxes by 7%, you know, they these politicians need to live in the real world. Are those things necessary right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been saying all along, I think that there is probably a large amount of waste and a large amount also of padding by some suppliers or contractors when they're dealing with a level of government as opposed to when they are dealing with Bill, who's going to look at the invoice very carefully. Well, if I look at these two projects, and I mean, <laughs> I would estimate it's probably going to be about a quarter million dollars. And I look at it and I think, how can they do this to people it, when they're actually hurting right now? And actually, if you look at the federal government, the same thing. They're upping five taxes right off the get-go early on in this year. And the federal government's reaping in untold profits because of inflation. They won't back off their tax increases, and Tories the exact same way. They and, need an, a 7 and a 6% raise for them? Uh, Come on. Bill, have you asked anyone to explain why these upgrades were needed to these playgrounds? I mean, I'm just guessing. I bet they'll tell you that there was some study that shows that they weren't safe or something like that. But have you asked your city councillor or anyone like that why this is necessary? Maybe. <laughs> I've had kids. We played in the playground when it used to be uh, uh, the pressure-treated lumber, and that was unsafe. This, this playground is pristine. It's been there for maybe eight, ten years, maybe even a little longer than that. Plastic slides, it's safe. The thing is well used daily. There's nothing wrong with it. It could sit there. If I took you there right now and you looked at it, you'd say it's probably about a year or two old. There's nothing wrong with it. It looks perfect. It's perfectly functional. Hmm. Well, like I said, um, that is, you know, on top of good reasons or uh, necessary reasons to raise to raise our taxes. I'm sure that there is a lot of waste in the projects that are gone with. And yesterday, David Crombie, our former tiny perfect mayor, was saying that he's concerned about infrastructure pro- projects that are being delayed, repairs, things that are going to get worse and much more expensive that are being delayed while I guess they're doing things like the upgrade to the slide in your park. Well, let, let me give you another little example of what they've done around here. So we're like, it's 
live in the side streets or whatever. And there used to be back, you know, two years ago, three years ago, you could drive like four or five blocks on a side street. So all the streets that were adjacent to it had stop signs. They turned those all into four-way stops. So now you can drive one block at a time. The Danforth, there's got to be, there's thousands of planters they put on there. But uh, do you really need all those planters out in the bike lanes? And you know those white ballers they put out? Mm -hmm. The life expectancy of those things is about eight days. (laughs) They get knocked over and they're replaced immediately. Like that's, they've created a whole new industry there. Okay, Bill, thanks for that. Have a good weekend. Let us go to Rachel in Brampton. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Lizzie. Thank you for for taking my call. Um, I felt like, okay, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but uh, Harry and Megan, I I just feel like everybody's attacking Megan. It's like this this guy, he's he's all man. He knows, I think this is his story. It's like the pain that he's going through. Um, he needs to retell it, and it's not. He's not the first person writing a, a tell-all book or biography. I mean, this is his own pain, what he went through, especially after watching the sixty-minute interview. I could, I understand him. Like he needs to get it out, like everything that he went through, not grieving for his mom, right? So I don't understand why people are blaming Megan. I mean, he's he makes his own decision, right? Hmm. Uh, are you buying the book? Not really. Maybe I will borrow it from the library. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I, uh, as, hurry up and wait, because I think the wait list for the, the copies at the library are, yeah. are, are vast. Uh, yeah, I will wait. <laughs> Eventually it will fade in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank uh, thanks. You okay. Yeah. Laser in North York also wants to talk about Harry and Megan. Hello, Laser. Uh, hi, Libby. Happy uh, Friday the 13th, I guess, to everyone. Thanks. Uh, just to say that uh, I believe that the, you know, if things are happening for a reason, I think we are born into situations and privileges or unprivileges, whether human or subhuman, whatever, for a reason, whether we are on this planet or somewhere else. I'd like to say that, um, uh, you know, this. Uh, what is the reason? That's a question. Like, why you are not, let's say, some fish in some sea or in some, uh, you know, like, uh, why you are Libby, why, why Harry is Harry, why he has in this situation, whoever, his uh, relatives are friends, whatever, why he's born this century. As far as the, um, as far as I understand that this is because of the past. There are such things as a concept of past life. Certain uh, things happened to, in the past to all of us, and we are here as a consequence of the past. That's okay, Laser. Thanks for that. I'm not sure I follow all of that. Um, is Harry here because of his past life? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. Um, let us go to... Bobby in Niagara Falls, New York. Hello, Libby. Hi, how are you? Terrific. Um, I just wanted to call to say that I'm a big fan of Zoomer Radio. I'm going to hurry because we're short on time. I'm a big fan of Zoomer Radio, have been since you started Zoomer Radio. I'm old enough to remember when your station was called CBL. Okay. And I'm and I'm glad so you're the way you are. That was something entirely different. Yes, <laughs> but especially because of the music. Uh, and I, I'm a blind person. I don't, at the present time, have a smartphone or a computer, so I listen to you on a regular radio and always in Niagara Falls, New York, 
day and night the signal comes in crystal clear so i'm i'm able to listen to you as, as much as i want to and the only thing i wish is that i could ask robbie lane a question but i called during his show and of course he doesn't answer the phone and i can't email him because um i don't have a computer but i'm hoping there's some way that someday i would be able to ask him a question about some music thing that he said on the air one day i don't i don't know how that would be done but anyway i better go but thanks for your great station libby okay i'll pass that along thank you for your call that's nice just get a caller who wants to call in to say something nice i mean we are here to give you an opportunity to vent. So there's nothing wrong with that, but that is nice too. And Brian and Mimico, you've been waiting a while. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. Winter's back. Yep, winter's back. It's Canada. Yeah, a couple of things. Number one, uh, as long as you're talking about headlights, whatever happened to daytime headlights that all modern cars in Canada are supposed to have? Well, the- they you know, do. there's all kinds I see. They don't have excuses. Well, they come from the States. Well, fine. How about giving them one month to convert them over to daytime running lights? Might cost 50 maybe 200 bucks to do that. Put in a relay or something. Because you get used to seeing headlights, and that one that doesn't have them, that's a dark space in between all the headlights. And secondly, the main reason I called is I see our media star, actor, prime minister, who loves to look good to the world, thought nothing of putting a brand-new anti-aircraft system on our credit card to give to Ukraine. Well, our armed forces have never had that. Couldn't he maybe done a two-for deal, one for Ukraine and one for Canada? And when's he going to get around to replacing those triple seven artillery pieces, the howitzers he gave to Ukraine and took off our artillery regiments. Is he going to get around to replacing those at any time in the future? Well, And taxes? If you're going to increase taxes, don't even think about changing the name of Dundas Street for okay. millions of dollars. Okay, uh, I'm going to try to take one more call because we're running out of time. Florence... In Whitby, very quickly, please, you want to talk about Harry and Meghan and Camilla. Yes, I do. Um, Let's look at the facts. Uh, The day that Diana and uh, Charles got married, um, Camilla was on the scene. Uh, Where is she now? She's Queen of England. Now, uh, tell me that is right. Uh, I mean, I'm so mad. Um, She... um, uh, um, disrespected Diana while she was married, uh, and then um, uh, she's now his wife. Um, I think um, he's got uh, Harry has got lots to say, and it's not the first time they've done this to somebody. They got um, Princess Margaret's life was ruined because of the of the royal family that uh, the king. Before that, uh, he had to leave the country because his loved one uh, was uh, divorced. Thank Um, thank goodness he was a Nazi. But anyway, I'm looking at the clock, uh, Florence. I I get your take. And are you? Did you buy the book, or are you buying the book? 
Um, I tried to buy the book, but uh, anyway, uh, it didn't go through. <laughs> okay. Okay, Florence. Thank you very much for your call. Thanks to all of you for your calls. That's all the time we have for Free For All Friday for today. And uh, I'll be back here on Monday and we'll talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.